Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. Episode of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. And I'm Katie. Welcome to the show, Hello. Katie. Thanks, you guys. I'm so incredibly excited. I am honored to be here. It is great to have you. Um, Katie is one of our listeners and our new friend, and uh, she contacted us because she has some info on the DL about her trip to New Orleans or yes. New Orleans. New Orleans. And visiting the Bloody Mary herself, which we will get to in a little bit. Katie, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, Yes, my name is Katie. I live in Austin, Texas. Uh, I've been listening for a while now. I would say I'm a a pretty much a super fan. I'm also a proud patron on Patreon. Um, Mostly, you know, A, I want to support you guys. But B, I really wanted um, the bingo cards. (laughs) i just have to find someone to play with because i'm like yeah you want to watch ghost adventures and they're either like what is that or like isn't that the show where the guy like yells at ghosts no thanks (laughs) 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 but one of these days i will and um i just want to also give a quick shout out my one of my best friends marissa in iowa her and her friend meg they um they watch the show all the time on hulu like I think seriously. And so I've been telling yeah, yeah, them about yeah. the podcast. And um, so I wanted to say hey to my angels in Iowa. Oh, hi. And, oh, hi. Yeah. Yeah. So they're cool. But yeah, thanks so much for having me, guys. Yeah. Our pleasure. So you picked this episode. Can you give us, I presented you with a list of available episodes. Can you give us any insight as to why you picked Goldfield Hotel Redemption? Yes. Um, I went on IMDb and the seasons are all messed up. Supposedly, oh, yeah, super badly. Yeah, this season seven, air quotes, has 30 episodes, but it was the highest rated episode in the season with 8.4 stars. Really? And like we were discussing wow. before we started recording, it is the, the, the true fans, the people that take the show seriously that are obviously rating this. So, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's just because it's the most action packed. You guys have seen, it, it sounds like... All pretty much all of them that are in the season. I think you have two more to go, so you all would be the best. So it's all downhill from here, is what you're telling me. We've seen the top of the mountain, basically. And and I wanted, you know, and I wanted the. I thought doing the sequel would be cool because. Um, hope I'm not spoiling too much, but you know, this is the Goldfield hotel that they go to in the documentary, mm-hmm. uh, 2005. And then, mm-hmm. but it turns out this is the third time they've been yeah. right because mm-hmm. they went in 2010, and mm-hmm. Nick was you know, verbally accosted via EVP or something. So, yeah. And yeah, a guy got hit with a rock at a live lockdown. They don't yes. do these live lockdowns anymore. They're too oh, famous yeah, for that. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, they when do. I, oh, yeah, that's right. They, they did one at the Haunted Museum. Recently. Yeah, and yeah. then there was the, uh, there was someone yeah. there who basically shut Zach Bagans down and Zach Bagans didn't know what to do with himself. And so he just oh. walked away. <laughs> Which yeah. one was that? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember who it was and what it was about. But... Something about the Dybbuk box, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I anyway, used to, buy... oh, sorry, real quick. I used to, I used to watch these when they first came out. 
And I thought they were okay. Mm -hmm. I was into the ghost shows. So, you know, my origin story with this, but obviously I don't have cable anymore and I don't watch enough on Hulu. But so I just try to watch some of the clips and things along Mm -hmm. with your episodes when um, uh, I watch them on YouTube to try to follow along, but you can't catch everything. You can find pretty much all Ghost Adventures episodes on uh, what is it? The chan- the the website we use Daily Motion. Daily Thank Motion. Thank goodness for oh, Daily Motion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So just good to know. Type in you know what season and episode you want into Daily Motion, and you'll probably find it. Or Google, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, it's out there, folks. Yeah, you can do it. We don't have cable either, and uh, we just have DVDs. But we usually, when we're recording, we'll use Daily Motion. We to watch. own the DVDs of the first eight <laughs> seasons of Ghost Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> That's but but real. not in the correct. Uh, they're not actually the correct season. No, of they're course. not. Yeah. yeah, nobody knows and, exactly what happened with these DVD packages. Yeah. <laughs> and Hulu only has uh, Hulu doesn't even have this season that we're currently talking about. So oh, I couldn't. Okay. You know, I, I tried because I was going to start a free month trial again, but they didn't have it. So. Ah, the more you know. Well, that's what uh, Daily Motion is for. That's. What... <laughs> <laughs> you can get a slowed down and and uh, and it cropped to one third of the screen size <laughs> and like inverted Would uh episode my name yes. is zach bacon <laughs> did you notice that his voice was slightly lower in this episode because they had to they, oh. they decided to turn down the speed just slightly i didn't notice that his his voice just sounded a little bit more manly. Well, you guys would notice because you watch this at yeah. least once a week. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going through this thing with a fine tooth cone. We're going to pick nits out that the other folks aren't going to get. So this is Goldfield Hotel Redemption. And it's, Zach Baggins is about to make history. Yeah, he's about to make history, ghost hunting history and regular person history, apparently. It, it, the moody, moody intro to this season, this episode rather, is like a lot more of a TV show intro than we usually get. It was like a movie trailer. Yeah. I laughed because of him saying like, there is a place. <laughs> <laughs> in the Nevada Somewhere desert. in the Nevada desert. And I was like, well, where are you going to tell us where this is? Right. Guess. So we get like footage of their original documentary where they flip out, uh-huh. where Zach starts screaming stop at the floating brick, which I love. That's one of my favorite things. And then footage of the news report about the Goldfield mm-hmm. Hotel, where they get this really cool EVP, supposedly. Uh, well, Debbie Constantino was uh, participating. Mm, yeah, she was there with, dressed in peace, rest Debbie. In she was peace. there with our friends from the local news team. Mm-hmm. And they got an EVP that seems to be claiming responsibility for the levitated brick, the famous levitated brick. Mm-hmm. So apparently, according to Zach, they have no choice but to return to the Goldfield <laughs> Hotel for a third time for a special two-day two-night investigation. And this time, I don't know if... Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? I was going to say, they must have been really hard up for content this season. Yeah. Like, they were just there a few years prior. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's interesting because in the sequel to the original documentary yeah so okay original documentary there was an old woman who was the caretaker of the building in virginia she let them in and when you watch the sequel we find out that she doesn't like them anymore specifically zach because apparently he made it worse he made it worse Mm -hmm. like he always does but they they end up getting getting access to the hotel anyway and in this this uh 
third time around, she's like leading them in again. So I'm wondering what happened. What's the turn? Where where did did Virginia just decide it's worth it to be on TV? I think so. I don't know. I do. It's very strange. Well, and I was watching um, the original documentary one this afternoon before we chatted and she seemed really happy. I was, it was a, it was a weird turn because she was a lot more somber and she was uh, a bit more pensive. I feel in this, but in 2005, she was so happy to have them and showing them around. So it was really Mm -hmm. weird. Well, and I don't, I don't remember, but in the original documentary, does she seem to be a medium? Because she, it seemed to me like in this. Yeah. She's like communicating with the ghosts. Yeah. I didn't get that feeling at all. And she didn't say that she was. And that's why I also remember, um, I made that comment during this one. It's like, since when did she says, you know, there's three of them here. I'm like, Mm -hmm. wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did did I miss something? Why are we (laughs) trusting you? Yeah. Are you the authority? Yeah. Because she's an older lady. we, We, we kind of jump like right into it with this episode. Um, the, the the day one investigation kicks off almost immediately. And I think it's because they've basically told us the history of this place two times already. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, we don't need any background. We already know it. There's a supposedly a lady who died after being chained to a radiator. There's some guy who apparently died by suicide. There's been a fire and flood that decimated the town and... That's, that's that's about it. it's a ghost town. Now. Yeah. yeah, that's what they it's, give us. Well, yeah, it's a ghost town. So the Ovalis comes out is like their very first volley into this ghost zone, and it starts saying stuff like tree and foliage. Well, they're at the the location where apparently the that woman, her name was Elizabeth, was uh, tied up to a radiator, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they've been putting down little gifts. Uh, for her, which is really sweet. Virginia's been putting down gifts. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, okay. Virginia brought a Christmas tree and tinsel and all that. Yeah, and I'm That's guessing cute. it's around Christmas time. Is that the case? I, they never said. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they never said. They I, were wearing long sleeves, though. I don't know when other point in the calendar year you would make the assumption between the words tin and tinsel. Mm-hmm. I don't think you use the word tinsel outside of Christmas time, really. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, but that comes later. I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. Sorry about that. Uh, so right now we're we're doing this gift thing. Zach connects the words tree and foliage to the gifts that are on the ground because there's like plants and flowers and stuff. He gets really hooked on the word foliage. Like he, I feel like he feels like he needs to continue using it in order to justify its initial appearance because he just keeps referring to the flowers as foliage. Yeah, maybe it's the first time he's he's heard of the word foliage because maybe. as we later learn that the. The ovulus uses words that he doesn't know what they mean. And so, like, oh, yeah. it's like, oh, man, I learned a new word today. I sound so smart now. How does that feel? Your ghost hunting device has a bigger vocabulary than you. He pronounces it foliage sometimes. Foliage. foliage. That's also, yeah. I think it's the first time he's ever read, at least read the word, you know? Yeah. 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 I have a really, really clear memory from grade school of correcting a teacher's pronunciation on that word. Oh. But I was wrong. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. I thought it was foilage. Oh. Foilage. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's bad. The American language is really difficult. It No, like literally, it's very difficult. And I don't blame you one bit. And, yeah. and to be honest, like, you know, we're laughing at the boys, but it, America, you, English get, is difficult. If you get words wrong, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. No. It's fine. I, I I pronounce the word buffet as buffet for the longest time. Like, like Phoebe? Like Phoebe buffet. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 
So we also get words like foe and knight. Mm -hmm. And this prompts Virginia to warn the boys specifically away from the fourth floor during this initial night. Don't go to the fourth floor. And we get to see a replay of her saying that how many fucking times. Oh, all, all over this episode. And I'm sure by now she's familiar with the boys, especially Zach Baggins. And so I feel like she wouldn't say that unless she wanted them to go there. Exactly. Because when Zach hears no, he hears yes. <laughs> troubling. Very troubling. It's, it's like a three-year-old, you know, you say, mm-hmm. don't do this. Mm-hmm. And what do they go do? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Aaron is the one who gets sent upstairs initially, and for the first time in probably his entire life, Zach Bagans asks him with a please. Yeah. Yes. I was shocked. We all noted this. Yeah. I have a little, like, surprised face that I, <laughs> I scribbled on my notes. And then Zach pulls, you know, we got these, these like, really random words. Some were related, like, foliage and tree, but then we have the words possible, enough, thank, foe, and night. And when Virginia says that there are three spirits following them, Zach takes that as an opportunity to say, oh, that's why all the words don't make any sense. Because there's three different people oh, they're saying they're all talking that. at the same time. Oh, and yeah. real quick, lest we not forget, while they're getting those recordings about foliage, there's footsteps. They're like, oh, there's footsteps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and this was during the daytime. Honestly, it could have been their people setting up upstairs for their nighttime lockdown but Mm -hmm. you know who knows that's billy and jay up there setting the cameras up and shit talking zach because they know they can't shit talk him while they're in nerve center because the cameras are on them the entire time (laughs) like there's this moment where i'm getting ahead of myself again there's this moment where jay and billy are sitting watching the cameras and jay asks billy something and billy sits in like the most controlled silence i've ever seen (laughs) and in my head i was thinking there's no way he's got to be thinking that's just zach being an idiot but i can't say those words Uh or zach will fire me yeah yeah right after all this hoopla 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 (laughs) zach gets really sad yeah he says i'm just feeling really sad right now (laughs) <laughs> I oh, love when God. they do this when they like use their emotions as the justification for hauntings yeah like they can't have emotions outside of no. ghosts no because they're strong rugged men yes they don't feel <laughs> except when they are in the vicinity of female ghosts and then they feel love specifically Zach feels lust yes exactly or if they're taken over by the spirits right Oh, yeah. And that happens the preview into the later on in this episode. So they they get the EVP recorder out. They they suppose that they've recorded a conversation and this conversation seems to have like they can't draw any actual words out. So while we are at Elizabeth's little memorial, Virginia is talking to Elizabeth very kindly um, and, and Zach is for his credit. <laughs> but Virginia ends up asking Elizabeth to move the foliage was this before or after the first time it moved? I didn't catch that. This is after. So oh, okay. it, moves, yeah. it moves once and they don't catch it. And then she calls attention to it a second time. Mm-hmm. And then we see it move. And it is like one little tiny leaf on the flower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dips says, a little bit. But if you look closer, you could see that the other leaves would have moved if it were wind. So it definitely wasn't wind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That just means it's a bug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. I mean, it did look cool times over and over again. (laughs) Yeah, and 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 just remember, folks, that this is like an abandoned. Well, not abandoned per se, but it's pretty 
it's pretty abandoned. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's any power sources. Like when they know they're, they're set up, the guys, Billy and them are set up outside in trailers that are very likely running on generators. Right. So no power. That. Yes. Which would be very bad interference. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder what that does to the uh, background level of EMF. Also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, this is this would be like a total dead zone for mm-hmm. most human created electromagnetic energy. I mean, mm-hmm. you could probably still get the Earth's electric. Well, not probably, definitely still get the Earth's electromagnetic mm-hmm. field. But like these guys are the biggest source of EMF mm-hmm. for miles. I'm assuming. Yeah, and I'm like thinking back to like when I lived in New Jersey. I lived. I, I'm sure I talked about this before, but I lived in a very old house that was built in the 1800s. It was actually a building that was originally a Masonic temple, uh, and it did definitely had creepy vibes and had a ma- massive fire in the 1940s, and probably has ghosts. But we definitely had lots of squirrels in the walls, the floors, yes. the ceiling, and 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 there are lots of old noises that you will hear. And that was a building that's still being used, but this is an abandoned building, so. Imagine how much more noise pollution you're going to get. Um, so just keep that in mind. Yeah, because there's, it's it's just still quietness. So the mm-hmm. first uh, during the first night, the lockdown, they're walking through the hallway, and remember he hears you know a, a slight banging in another room, mm-hmm. like that could be like a bat or something living mm-hmm. in there, and you're really hearing sure. it because there's no other noise around. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. There's no like cars outside. There's no there's no, you're not in a city. So your your brain isn't filtering out this like background mm-hmm. noise that you're used to. Mm-hmm. Let's get right into that first night, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the main things that they hook onto immediately is that there's like an orb that flies into the camera and then, and then an EVP out. and then the orb flies out. Yeah. So that's it's like a them pulsating saying, ball of light. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> excuse me, Katie. It's a pulsating ball of light it as it emerges. like a no, bug no. on our end. <laughs> definitely looks like a moth, probably, I'm guessing. Well, the, the light that came out of it definitely looked weird. But I mean, they called this one a class A EVP, but I don't remember what they said it is supposed oh, it to be said, saying. Oh, it said, let me have it. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. Yes. Because this is Elizabeth important. supposedly didn't want them to be recording anything. So she wanted the, the camera or the mic or whatever, the mic. Yeah. Um, so that they took it as that was her way of saying, let me have this. I don't want it in here. Right. So, so keep a pin in that. Let me have it. That's, that's what they suppose they've heard. After this, they prepare to go in. And of course, yes, Zach wants to go up to that fourth floor immediately, right away. So he gears Um, up with his face masked off because, you know, there could be asbestos. There could be any number of harmful things to his um, fragile system, right? But then he gets there and he literally takes it all off for majority. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, what was it? It's so fucking funny because he's standing. You see him in nerve center with the thing on Mm -hmm. the place where he doesn't need to be wearing it. He's wearing it. And then when he gets into the old abandoned hotel that's full of dust and particulates, he's not wearing it anymore. And it's not like. He didn't know. He walked in and it's like, oh, it's actually not so bad because he's been there twice before. And there's no way like he doesn't have anything on him. He does no piece of technology he's carrying mm-hmm. that can sense particular. That's the thing. They have all this shit for sensing electromagnetic fields, <laughs> mm-hmm. but nothing for particulate matter. No. Stuff that could actually harm their body. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and then in, in, in kind of the same vein, because he took his mask off. He it's cold, right? And so he he breathes mm-hmm. and he's like, Oh, that was my breath, just so you know. I wasn't a yeah. spirit. But it's mm-hmm. like it's like we wouldn't have even had to you... worry about exactly. that. Exactly. I just I can't. <laughs> I cannot. 
Well, we did anyway. Regardless whether we could or couldn't, we did it. And it's cold out, by the way. Yes, it's, it's, it's cold, cold out. Yeah, it's, so when you feel December a chill, in the, Aaron, in the desert. your spine, yeah. December in the desert. <laughs> I think people who aren't cold. from those areas, yeah, they don't they don't realize that. It's not 100 degrees all the time out mm-hmm. in Nevada and Arizona. Yeah, you can actually get hypothermia at night if you're not properly dressed and you're outside. Yeah. And then the big... The big uh, This is the big break. I would say this is probably the, what, the, maybe the most um, exciting evidence they get all night is the rock. The this rock. This is clearly the focus of the episode. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, this is like, they, I have to imagine that by this point in their careers, they're pretty good at identifying what's going to be the, like, the, the linchpin for the whole episode. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Can we, can we fill in a few things right before we talk about the rock? Yeah. yeah. First off, Zach sees a figure step through the light and he gets super duper excited. So he says he sees a shadow figure step through. Oh, right. Some sort of light in the distance. And then he gets super excited about that let me have it EVP. He says, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart, which was really strange. <laughs> kind of, but then, and then we get to the rock. Yes. Oh, and he said, he said, I love you. And I was like, yeah. He does say, I love you in the same yeah. What's happening to our boy? He's got the spirit in him. Feel the spirit. So they are... So Zach is standing by himself on the fourth floor. Getting super excited about all this. And they're sort of doing this thing, like Aaron and Nick are below him, but there's an elevator shaft. So everybody's doing like silent ghost hunting Mm -hmm. without big beepy devices or anything like that. So of course, Zach is the one who like tells them, okay, we need to be quiet. So there's no audio interference. And then he starts hollering about something that happens to him. Mm -hmm. It's a little weird. It is weird. We don't see it super clearly for most of the episode. And I think part of that is we watched this on a bad source that doesn't have super HD. Mm-hmm. But I think also part of it is just that it's not great footage. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, a rock apparently hits Zach's foot. And then later we we see as they review the, the footage that it like projectiles up in an arc. Well, that's like bouncing off of his foot. Right. I thought. Right, right. So but they were talking about it elevating and I did not see it elevate. So I think what they were saying is and I couldn't see it. Maybe it was our feet. I'm not sure. But that they were making it sound like the rock was literally sitting there, um, mm-hmm. however many feet in front of him, like closer to the camera that, you know, our, our vantage point. And mm-hmm. then it's coming from literally sitting still and then fly. flying backward toward him. I did not see that. What I thought it might have been, either. was it coming out of one of the doorways and thinking, OK, yeah, it's a crew member mm-hmm. throwing a rock at him. But I yeah. still never physically saw the rock hit him. I never saw the rock in the night vision cam. The only thing you can really clearly see is the bounce. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of hear something. What I just thought about, that it actually could be, and it would explain why there's such a a big arc bouncing from his foot, is that it might have been a piece of ceiling that fell, hit his foot. Oh, right. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) So they're just in a building that's fucking falling apart. Yeah, exactly. And then are are we allowed to now... Even though it happens later in the episode, can we talk about Ron, Professor Ron, talking about this? Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's, yeah. yeah let's, this is another episode where we got expert help. Not that they paid these guys or anything uh, to be on the show, <laughs> but uh, Ron, yeah, he's a physics professor and he looked at the footage over and over again and he, what is he, basically said it going from, you know, being completely still to making that arc, even if it were a wind machine or something, he said, if it were, you know, a whoosh of air, it, you would hear it. If they said it had an air gun. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because he said, mm-hmm. I don't see any strings, blah, blah, blah. So, I don't know. And then and also Owen he- and Don. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. 
He said, well, what I hooked onto and what the guys really played a lot of was Ron saying that the normal laws of physics do not allow for the rock to move in this way, Mm -hmm. like for it to accelerate from a complete stop with nothing acting on it. Right. And then they go to a special effects guy. So they go from a a college professor who is a doctorate in physics to a dude who makes fake stuff on a green screen. Yeah, John Packer. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I don't think it's faked because this, this, and this. This, and this, and this, and this is how I would fake it if I I was faking it. I don't understand, yeah, and you can't see a string, and it doesn't look edited out. Mm -hmm. Um, And, I mean, they they paid this guy, too, so. So Crazy Rock moves flying. Uh, This is the centerpiece for the episode, of course. Zach starts freaking out. And this was, this was my can, favorite part. He kind of yeah. keeps freaking out for like the whole rest of the evening. So like they get together. Although re- he was doing the I uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. From the bottom of my heart, I love you. So he was already kind of in a funky mood, I think. He was in a weird mood. Yeah. And so they regroup and Zach is like bouncing off the walls. They can't get him to stand still. He can't. They can't get him to shut up. Mm-hmm. And at one point he knocks Aaron's camera out of his hand. Yep. Just, yeah, and, looks at him for like, and, and half a second later, just like, Wah! you know, smack, like, like a little like, four-year-old would do to their brother. You know? Yeah, <laughs> or a cat would do away. to someone's, someone's cup of, you know, cats like to knock things yeah, off. It was, yeah, it was like a cat, like, just like my, my, my cat, who's a jerk, he just looks you in the eye first, and whack, yes. he just knocks everything off the table. Yeah. <laughs> so Zach is like, really, he's really feeling it. He believes that he's possessed or taken over or whatever. Mm -hmm. Aaron is like flabbergasted. He's trying desperately to calm him down. Nothing's working. So they go back to where the rock was. And to demonstrate how it hit his foot, Zach picks up a similarly sized rock. And this is a big rock. It's like a three inch diameter rock. (laughs) And just throws it at Aaron's foot really hard. You even hear Aaron go, ow, man. But of course, of course it's Aaron. You know, that's so funny. Of course. I love it. Aaron's getting a lot of abuse in this episode. Yeah. But what episode does he not? Yeah, right. That was a point after that when they got the weird voices, right? In mm-hmm. the SB7 was... spirit box? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think so. They Sorry, check in with probably. Billy and Jay really quickly before we do that, but that's just basically for them to say, we're going to look at this in more detail later. Mm-hmm. Um, and the spirit box is like, I don't know. I feel like the spirit box does not play as big a role as the Ovilus in this episode, mm-hmm. even though the spirit box is usually a big, big player. Um, but the spirit box says, listen, and then... Someone uh, told me. Yeah, then someone told me, apparently. Somebody told me that you had a boyfriend <laughs> that looked like a girlfriend. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. I was trying to think of another piece of music that had somebody told me. <laughs> I, know. Didn't, didn't I, know, yeah, I don't have anything. <laughs> it's like the other the other episode when you were trying to sing the REM song, and I knew exactly oh, what song God. you were singing. I was like, yes, I can't thank believe, you. Max, I can't believe you don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. The only REM song I know it, I learned recently is not an REM song. Oh. <laughs> what, what is that? It's a Tears for Fears song. Oh, in oh my God. Everybody oh, my God. Dance to oh, yeah. That is like one of my favorite I thought that was REM song. for a really long no. time. Oh, I don't really? know shit about okay. music. I know, I'm sorry. I know you guys are a little younger than I am, but yeah, that's like, oh, that's that's such great 80s music. I know this one ended up in the episode, but I had to bring out the R.E.M. thing. It'll be in here. Yeah. Welcome. Love, You're here. I love shit music, and I love shit 80s and 90s music, and that's the only reason why I know any of these songs. So Yes. I grew yeah. up on 90s alternative. I love 80s it. and 90s alternative. So. Yeah. My so. mom had Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. <laughs> I haven't. And, oh, um, yeah. yeah. Did you, have you ever yeah. heard the creepy extra song at the end of that album? No. Yeah, there's an extra song. There's a secret bonus track at the end of the last track. 
Oh, it's really fucked up. It's like she's stalking her. I mean, the whole album's about her not not being able to move on from her ex. But <laughs> not, from, not um, taking a breakup super great. From Uncle Joey, right? From Uncle but, House. Yeah. That was yeah. her. Yes. That was yes. her. That's who, that's who that was all about. Yeah. I know. And this Whew. last song is about her, like, basically breaking into his house, sleeping on his bed, smelling. Taking a shower in his shower. Ta- smelling his clothes. Oh, I it's think really I've heard about this fucked up. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. like restraining order shit. Yeah. It's like, this is definitely that's a awesome. crime. Miss. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now I have to go find that. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> So at one point, there's a there's a moment just before the end of the first night where Nick believes he's hearing. So he hears a conversation or what he thinks is a conversation. Mm -hmm. And it's so loud and so audible. You can hear it. They send Billy out to check around the back of the Mm -hmm. building, see if there's other human beings out there. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't find anything. The thing is, how much time elapsed between when Nick heard that and when Billy actually got out there? That's my question. Yeah. Because depending on how long that took, there's more than enough time. Also, couldn't they just look out the window? I think it was on the other side of a wall that didn't have a window. Oh, okay. I think. But I didn't get a good... Se- I I don't feel like I understood the space very well. I didn't either, yeah. I don't feel like I got a good sense of like where they were at any given point. Yeah. You know? But it was loud. I mean, you heard it, Katie, right? Yeah. Oh, it was really loud. And they thought it was a man and a woman. And I'm not sure. It sounded like a something metal being alien. dragged across the, across the floor. That's yeah, what I alien. thought. alien. And what also gets it me sounded that, like Oh, it, is that... Okay, a lot of times with ghost phenomena with EVP, you can pick it up on film and camera and you know recorders. But the, when they hear it with their with their you know human ears, also that's mm-hmm. kind of when I start to question how real this stuff is. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach's favorite phrase: "I heard it with my own ears." Yes. I heard it with Aaron's ears. <laughs> you know, not like they didn't have something. You know, someone or something. You know, playing an audio track in the next room. So, but I, I I don't know. But Katie, you're dead on with the metal because it sounded to me like, you know, um, how chain link fence sometimes will have a door on it that has that, that, that like U shaped latch. You know what I'm talking about? Where you just lift the latch and swing the door open. Yeah. It sounded like a really bad, like an old rusty one of those, like a. Yeah. Okay. It did, like being swung back and forth a couple times. Yes. Mm -hmm. And if it was people that don't think also, I don't. I wasn't convinced it was two separate voices. It could have no. been one voice. Yeah. It could have also been an animal, maybe. Yeah. There's some animals in the desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could have also uh, been inserted in post as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, quick, react to this. You hear, you heard this. You yeah. And they added yeah. it later. But yeah. we're going to suspend our disbelief. Aaron Goodwin has confirmed that that kind of thing happens sometimes, that the producers will tell them to put stuff in. Yes. And, and actually, I wanted to bring this up with you guys. Isn't that why Nick quit? Because they were they were faking too many things? Because Travel Channel came to them and said, and this is all hearsay, but um, Travel Channel was like, you know, you got to amp it up. You got We need more evidence. Yeah, more unquote. evidence. Mm-hmm. And that they started faking more things. And that's the real reason why Nick left. Yeah, that's what yeah, we that's heard. That's what we've heard, too, is that like it, it not only was... His family growing, he just had a baby, and his relationship with Zach was not doing great. Mm-hmm. And also, Travel Channel was like, hey, we got to get those numbers up. You know, those are rookie yeah. numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Wolf of Wall Street joke, folks. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Wow. Sorry about that. Um, so they connect this talking to Elizabeth because Elizabeth was supposedly chained to a radiator. So they think these two arguing voices could be Elizabeth and her captor. 
And that's about it for night one. Yeah. We get that long EVP that's like, they think it says, through the brick, had to, don't worry, I love. And I love so-and-so. Yeah, I love blank. Well, they tease all of that out during day two, which is like the shortest daytime investigation ever. It's basically just them in a hotel room with Billy being very emphatic about how good this evidence is. And Mm -hmm. a teddy bear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they get the teddy bear. What happened with Zach, though, when he was possessed? It was just like, Okay, snapped out of it. I mean, I don't, I don't Shit. know. I don't right? feel like they, I don't feel like they wrapped that one up well enough. But then again, we no. know this show. Damn. So yeah, that yeah, was it for night one. <laughs> maybe it was too real for TV. It was. Maybe he got like really like blood coming out of his eyes and shit. <laughs> no, but that's when he he says like I can't show the rest of this because it's too upsetting. It is too dark and too upsetting. Because he starts <laughs> crying, I bet, and he doesn't want he doesn't want yeah. anyone to know that he cries. Yeah. I just wanted a hug from you, bro. That's all I really wanted. <laughs> Not a gay hug. <laughs> so at one point, talking about that EVP that you just mentioned, Cassie, uh-huh. Zach uses this to say that this is like groundbreaking proof that spirits have memory and can remember what they've done in the past and without a brain. Yeah. So so he's like proving that, Oh, this is the first existence. This is like, he's going to publish a fucking scientific paper about the existence of cognition and spirits. Yeah. Maybe uh, talking with that, um, physics professor inspired him. Yeah. (laughs) Publish or perish in the ghost hunting world. You know how it is. Anything else in day two before we move back into the, the night times? No. You mean, you mean the daytime stuff? Day. Oh, yeah. You know what no, I, mean? like I don't think so. Yeah. Um, so, no, let's get back into the night. Uh, night two. Uh, the night two opens with the ghost bear. And flowers. And it's not a Fresh bear that's flowers. a ghost. It's a bear that detects ghosts. It's that, yes. that light up bear that freaks out when ghosts are nearby. So this is a weird situation. This is like a weird thing. Um, this is it's the bear that has the melmeter guts inside of it. So it, it can sense EMF. <laughs> energy mm-hmm. and so the bear starts going wild it's like going totally crazy it's like it's like, like way more than it usually yeah, does yeah it has a little heart so the heart lights up and i guess it, it used to be where when it, when it would talk it would or play music it would light up but yeah they took out the guts and actually i completely i guess i missed where that was a millimeter thing because i was like damn this bear's like going off by itself <laughs> yeah well, this is a really weird toy I'm, I'm, I just like this. Paid attention. I'm sure there were like bears sold as toys that like had light up hearts I'm sure of it yeah yeah uh, they did and then so they just because I had I had stuff like that when I was a kid and they I think that's pretty clever though to make it a ghost like detector mm-hmm. well that's um that's a Gary Galka creation not a bill chapel creation right so gary galka has more he puts a little bit more heart into it than bill does mm-hmm. literally. Um, the, literally oh shit yeah. i didn't even mean to do that wow <laughs> but yeah so that, they, was, that was pretty interesting yeah it was but then it it cheapens the situation when zach pulls out like basically the same device just a regular millimeter turns it on and that goes berserk because there's another millimeter in the room and yeah. they're causing electrical interference. Oh shit, I didn't <laughs> even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So but, uh, I mean the the bear going off by itself was cool, but once he brought that out, it's Yeah, like, then okay. they're both just going off. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's just, I thought it was really nice though that Zach finally got for once um that he doesn't need to yell at spirit. So he um, as yeah. for Virginia, she said, go with lo- loving words. 
Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he's ever spoken loving words to a woman, maybe besides his mom. I mean, I can't (laughs) honestly speak to that. But he was like, thank you, Elizabeth. And he was saying really nice things. And it was like, this is so weird. Usually he'll, you know, he's cursing at him. And I think he he probably also felt really vulnerable. Yeah, maybe. Also, he tends to like, um, he, he tends to victimize ghosts a lot, like. Yeah, especially if they were like former sex workers or something. Yeah, the ghost is like a troubled person who wants to be their like hero, savior. Because he did end up sounding condescending, you know. Extremely, extremely, and And especially because he's 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 grasping for loving language, and the only thing he can come up with at first is "You're very beautiful." You're a lovely person. That's what he told his dates, you know. This. Yeah. Hello, I'm sure. Hello, you're this is, very beautiful. This is Zach on a first date. He's like, oh, I just, you know, it's like I'm on, it's like I'm on a Tinder date. Yeah. So this is where the ovulus uses a word that nobody on the crew understands except Jay, and it's the word placate. Uh-huh. And placate, of course, means and I, like I'm not going to make fun of you if you don't know what placate means, gentle listener, because it means to like calm someone down or to to allay somebody's fear or aggression. Basically, mm-hmm. um, the EVP repeats the word placate back at them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going on there. Maybe it's maybe it's just priming or, or maybe something. Maybe it is a ghost. Maybe it is a ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zach, this leads Zach to believe that like maybe his aggression earlier is causing Elizabeth to have a negative reaction. She wants to placate him. Mm-hmm. All of this is d- going on like during the EMF craziness with the Melmeter and the bear. Mm-hmm. And at one point they hear some noises over the Melmeter and it leads them to find an EVP, which suppose supposedly says, give him the gun. Mm-hmm. And that's what they connect to the the gentleman who died by suicide in the past. Right. Because supposedly there was like some... There was some rumors that maybe somebody coerced him or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I felt like also um, after the flowers and the placate and all that, that didn't he, he kept trying to like talk to Elizabeth and she was just done. I think that she finally just wanted to get him out of there. I mean, you know, say she's mm-hmm. real ghost. Um, she was just like, okay, I'm done with you. I got your flowers. Things. <laughs> I got your fake words. Bye bye. You know, I see you. Stop trying to and placate we- me. Get out. That must have been too real for Zach. Yeah. And that like a replication of all the dates yeah, he's got. Tinder dates, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody catch that Aaron called Zach G? Oh yeah. no. <laughs> I referred to him as G at one point. Oh yeah, I know that that was like a pop culture like rappy thing to call your bros. But I think like years before twenty thirteen, right? Oh, yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Like that was more of a like two thousand thing. It was like a nineteen nineties rap. Kind of. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Aaron, also what you like, doing? Aaron, cultural appropriation, bro. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit. But um, I mean, what do we expect? Else, well, exactly. <laughs> what, what else is fucking expect? new here? Um, and that's oh, basically man. it for the evidence because apparently after this, the ghost evidence is just like gone. There's Nothing. just no more. It's all done. It's done. Um, so they don't usual. show us anything. And that, hap- yeah. that happened at like seven. 7.45 at night, so they just spent the rest of the night getting nothing, Wasting which is time. great, and I love that. You know, I, I doubt that they spent that much extra time there. Do you um, think they wrapped up at, like, 10? Yeah, and actually, um, I don't know if, you, if this is a good... I have, I have a, a, a story to tell you guys of some information I wanted to tell y'all, but... I think um, I think this is, is a good, good time for that, like because we've already okay. talked about the experts, so... Right, right. So, and again, we're left with, that was it? 
Um, yeah. <laughs> but I do have to say, how many damn times did they have to show that rock video? Oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah. I was, um, I was totally numb to it at the end. Yeah. yeah. If we if we really cared enough and wanted to watch this again, I like I was saying earlier, we need to make it a drinking game. Count how many mm-hmm. times they replayed Virginia saying, "Don't go to the fourth floor," and then count <laughs> how many times they replayed the rock video. We, I mean, even if you were just taking sips of a drink, you would be wasted by the end yeah. of this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But then leading into the guys being. I don't know, less than real with what they're telling their viewers. Um, I was listening. I listened to, you know, I'm a skeptical believer and I do love ghost story podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to a newer one. It's called Ghosted uh, by Roz Dresfeles. It's a, it's a drag queen and he's really into the paranormal. Okay. He, she's really into the paranormal. And he, uh, she interviewed David Omen, who owns the house that's on the property of the Sharon Tate uh murders oh wow um and, and this guy you know he does kind of exploit that whole thing um now the house was built on the land the house was built about 20 years ago but he like uh-huh. leads, leads tours all the time and does all that and he, he seems like a really nice guy and very down to earth so roz is interviewing david um on an episode that was on about a month ago and david was talking about how the ghost adventures came in about what? 2014 and they were oh. begging him and he'd already been on some shows and he's like look i don't want i didn't want to you know, exploit this so much, but the ghost adventures were begging to, to get in there. So he goes, I let him. And he said that they, you know, he said he didn't really like prodding the spirits and all the sensationalism that, that ghost adventures does. He knew, he knew mm-hmm. about them and he mm-hmm. didn't like their vibe. Um, because yeah. it's like really protective of the spirits there, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. and so they call ghost them they, conservationists, ghost conservationists. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I mean, he's friends with them. He lets them stay in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes Sharon Tate pops in, sometimes, you know, Jay Sebring and some of the other people who passed away that night come in, but whatever. So they wanted to come in for a uh, for four days, four days mm-hmm. and kind of night. And David said, oh, I, I don't want to vacate my house and my pets for four days. I'm like, no, no, no. Basically, what we're going to do is on day one, we're just going to do interviews with you. Day two, we're going to interview other people um, in and around the house just for a couple hours each day. Then mm-hmm. day three, we're going to take B-roll and do some reenactments. And then day four is the only day we're going to do the lockdown. And the lockdown wow. was only from like 8 or 9 p.m. to like, it was like four in the morning, he said. And mm-hmm. and he's like, OK, that's fine. I mean, so it was a lot less time than you actually think that they spend, you know, huh. than they, they, interesting. They, they, yeah. Then they make it look like that they go to these places. And um, what happened was, first of all, they talked, they got some story from a girl who supposedly drove up to the drive. It's a private drive, California, a lot of nice homes. And she, she and her mom drove up to the gate, the store goes, and they saw this vision, this uh, spirit of Sharon Tate. And she was in a bloody, you know, bloody nightgown and she was pregnant Ooh. and, you know, like the night she was killed. And David says, you know, that was total bullshit. He goes, I've never seen that. And he, he knows his spirits. And um, he was mad the fact that they found this girl and that, that he thought that she was telling, you know, flat out fabricated story. But the ghost mm-hmm. Avengers wanted to go with that. And they, they did a recreation oh. of it. And oh, my God. Oh, my pissed. God. He goes, how could you do that? You know, I don't want to. People don't re- want to remember Sharon that way. And yeah. he said, because, again, David's not a medium, but he, like, knows what the ghosts are saying and thinking. And he said that the ghosts were pissed and they wanted to harm the Ghost Avengers crew. And, and they was like, no, <laughs> just like, leave them alone. You know, you can make some things yeah. happen, but leave them alone. Leave them alone. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. They're just exactly. dipshits. Yeah, and you'll eventually get to this episode, and I, I think you know, in a couple mm-hmm. seasons, 
And he just said that well, we should have you back when we do that oh, one. Yes, let's do it. Yeah. And he just said yeah. that, um, that he goes, he goes, this guy, David said of Zach, this guy's a fraud. And then, um, on the, at the end, at the end, at the end of day four, David always does. He's like, he loves to cook out and he loves to cook for guests. And you know, he lets, he, he holds tours for people that are interested in like the spirits and whatnot, but he doesn't hold, um, he doesn't do shows anymore. So he said, Hey, you know, come to my barbecue that's tomorrow. I'll, you know, cook this food for you guys and we can have the public or not. And Zach's like, no, I got a girl flying in tomorrow. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, because, because he said other shows he'd done, the, the hosts were really nice and they were cool about, you know, hanging out and talking to David Moore and hearing more of his stories off camera, like no cameras. And Zach's like, nah, I got a girl flying in and, you know, I'm going to bounce. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so fuck Zach Bagans. Jesus. He was a total asshole. And, and so he's like, yeah, he's like, I just, he goes, I don't fuck with people like that. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. want to be associated, you know, you know, he goes, I, I, I finished the show obviously, but he goes, I wouldn't do it again. So wow. anyway, it was a really interesting episode. Speaking of people yeah. you don't want to associate with, you had a story that you wanted to share with us about Bloody Mary. Yes, yes. You guys recently did the New Orleans episode this season, and he uh, visited Bloody Mary, who is the supposed the, the, the voodoo, voodoo queen of New Orleans. Queen yes, of New Orleans, this very white old blonde lady. Um, so I went to her haunted museum. Now, at the time that they did the show, that she didn't have this haunted museum. Now, she says that she is, you know, she's in exorcisms and all, all these things. So when you guys were talking about the episode, which I didn't see the episode, um, that she was having a problem with the ghost in her house or something, right? With her yes, son. Yes, they were like bothering so, her little boy. If she is an exorcist who supposedly exercised bad spirits when she came back after Katrina, how the hell could she not exercise a spirit in her home, you know, with... The, just that, that didn't sound that awful. I'm doesn't sure. make sense. It doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense. Because she said, oh, when I, you know, pe most people left New Orleans right after Katrina, didn't come back for a year. Even the, even the spirits left during Katrina and all these negative <laughs> evil entities came in. And so she came back and was exercising them. So, she, you know, they say, they say that ghosts will leave the ghosts can sense a natural disaster coming. So if your ghosts are like agitated, <laughs> that's how you know to like get in the basement your and your ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> so Don't get yeah. in the basement. And, and, it, and it, it, she's not only into voodoo, she's into a bunch of other things and, and she kind of makes up her own sort of religion, which is fine. That's fine. Now, she has a, in a busy part of the French Quarter, she has a quote unquote museum. Now, the storefronts are set up. They're kind of like we're all it's one big building that's a you know block long. And each um, kind of shotgun style, what used to be a shotgun style house or apartment is, is a storefront pretty mm -hmm. much. And so you walk into one her storefront and she also rents the place next door. So you have okay. to walk back out through the shop in the back, walk through the courtyard, and then just you just, you know, turn to the right, and then you're at the back door of the next shotgun apartment. So you walk in there, and she's got, like, first she's got a seance room, and they do seances every night. You can pay a lot of money for it. I did not do that. Then you walk <laughs> the next room in, and there's pictures, there's artifacts, there's that famous, um, the skull that she showed off from, mm -hmm. the, from Paris, uh, right? Paris Catacombs, which I took a picture of that and put it in your Facebook group. <laughs> and because uh, I saw it, and I thought of you guys. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I have to share." Um, so then she tells a story about the apartment that's immediately above the museum, and this is why she rents this place. 
Now I did know about this before I went and I, I feel bad for paying, you know, the money. It was only 10 bucks. And I, but I did also want to see her haunted museum with, she has artifacts of things that are supposedly haunted. She has some mm-hmm. memento mores, you know, things from the 18, 1900s mm-hmm. where people would save hair and weave them into um, wreaths and all that. But mm-hmm. she has this, this big flat screen TV and it's got, you know, uh, divided up into quadrants. There's four cameras um, and they're on the apartment that's upstairs. So she goes, I want you guys to go upstairs. She leads us up to the, to, again, to the back of the shotgun. There's a very small staircase and it leads up to the apartment. Now mm-hmm. I knew what happened in this apartment. Um, my friend and I, we were, it was 1230 in the afternoon on a Monday. I had not been drinking yet that morning. And <laughs> there's two other guys that were from a bachelor party and they'd heard about the, the museum and they wanted to go. They didn't know what about the apartment. So I said, okay, I won't spoil it for you. And she says, I'm not going to tell you guys a story until you come back down. So Bl- bloody Mary takes us up there, leaves us up there, very small apartment, no furniture. There's an old stove and there's a refrigerator. And then the bathtub's still in the tiny bathroom. And then there's in the only bedroom, there's a bunch of creepy dolls. Well, the story of this place is uh, back right, right after Katrina hit people stayed. Okay. Um, and you mm-hmm. can completely Google this story. Um, there was a couple, Zach and Addie, and they were bartenders in town, late twenties. They'd been together for a few years. They mm-hmm. lived in that apartment. Well, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, you know, I, I guess one day cops show up, they, um, they had a call from the Omni Royal Orleans. Some guy had jumped from whatever story of the parking garage to his death. They found a note in his pocket and the note's just like this rambling thing. And it says, you know. I did an awful thing. You have to go get her, but don't look in the oven. So long story short, what happened two or three weeks prior to him committing suicide was he got in a fight with the girlfriend. And I mean, they were kind of known for having quarrels, but this time he strangled her to death. He was about six, three. <gasps> she was about five, three, five, two. He kills mm-hmm. her in the apartment. He, and I don't know how they know. Oh, no, they do know this because it was said in the note. He realizes what he did. He defiles the body. He's and he's also like hopped up on stuff too because he's trying to cope. Mm-hmm. He's on drugs. He's on alcohol, and he he cuts her into pieces. He puts some parts on the stovetop in a pot. And he puts some in the oven on like low heat, and then I mean he and he cut her up in the bathtub. All right, mm-hmm. so Ugh. I didn't go in the bathroom. I couldn't. Yeah. I just and then he put some parts in the fridge. Uh, so yeah. And now supposedly, and so, okay, get this, Bloody Mary, every night she hosts seances up there. Now, she says she is an advocate for the spirits, right? And if you- Oh, fuck off. Right. Now, just say, just say the spirits are still there. She's using them and she's keeping them there. So she's like, oh, they're still here. And sometimes they fight and sometimes they love each other. This exorcist expert who could, who, if we're, if we're buying her line, fucking A, dude. That's disgusting. That's horrible. But you know what the real- the, the real kicker to me is, is these people's families are still around. <gasps> I, I went to a bar because I, I, I couldn't like I, I couldn't. Now, I'm into woo. I told you guys like I'm one of your, you know, I'm uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm into science, but I'm into a little bit of the woo. I got That's some okay. crazy feelings in there. And it was interesting because the two guys that didn't know what was going on, they didn't know about it. They were saying things before I did. Like the, it was the, it was the living room to me that just felt really heavy because I knew what yeah. happened in the kitchen. But I would yeah. kept walking in the living room like, man, I was just about to be like, it feels really heavy. It feels really oppressive in here. And the guy goes, man, it feels like really heavy. And and he was just a normal guy. So 
Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe something is still there. I'm not sure. But these people's families are still around right afterward. Um, just to like just to shake this feeling. I told my friend, I'm like, I got to go to a bar. I need a drink. And so I was talking to the bartender and she's like, oh, yeah, one of my bartender friends was Addie's friend. Like these people. Oh, my God. I, I don't know how legally she's allowed to do this. And she's using their names. And so besides Dude. the whole keeping the spirits there, this just happened. I mean, it's, it's one thing when you go on a ghost tour and you're you know, oh, um, Marie Laveau did this or, you know, Madame LaLaurie did this. Yeah. But that was in the This 1800s. is definitely different. And, and yeah. you're not going inside the homes. And, you know, she said, oh, yeah. oh, on top of that, she goes, yeah, that's the original oven and that's the original fridge. It's not. She got an old oven and that fridge was so pristine and new looking because there is no way in hell that, you know, the owner of the apartment would keep those things. It's a biohazard. No, yeah, for okay, sure. it's it funny that, okay, exactly. I actually, so shout out to Billy in Spokane. Um, I, I was training for my new job. He actually went on the same tour that you're talking about. Oh, okay. And, and when you were talking about the oven, things started like ringing a bell in my head because he definitely mentioned that. And he said, yeah, it's supposed to be the same oven. And I was like, that's no bullshit. That cannot be the same oven. Because if that's a crime scene... Those items will be confiscated, especially if the body was inside of the yeah. device. If, if the yeah. body is in the oven and in the fridge, they're yeah. going to take the oven in the fridge. Right. Yeah. And when you're so, the owner of a place like that, and because before Bloody Mary rented it, it had since then been rented by other people, right? You and there was yeah. a, he, okay, because he wrote in in her blood on the walls and things like that. So you need to get a oh, cleanup in there. They are not going to keep. They're not going to let no. you keep that. So it just it was just such bullshit and. It made me so angry and I felt so bad that I paid money to that. And um, I think you've I done mean, $10 worth of trashing her on this podcast. <laughs> so she have my last name, but you know, I just, I don't know. I think if you're a good person, just don't, don't give her money. Not at least not for her tours or, no. you know, um, so, so this yeah, person who we thought was a fraud is actually yeah. a horrifying individual. Yeah. yeah. Taking advantage of a, a tragic situation. A recent tragedy. Like recent it's like tragedy. you said, it's totally different. And making yeah. money off of it. If it were somebody who died in the 1800s, that person's friends and family are also dead and cannot be affected by what you're saying right exactly. now. Yeah. Th- this exactly. This shit is directly affect. could be directly affecting people who are alive at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's so... Mm, that's yeah. so dirty. So that's that what, is the yeah. dirt. Oh, I'm, so, I'm I mad. I know. I was so... So, I mean... I, I told my friend, I was like, yeah, I'm not posting any of this on Facebook. She goes, me neither. And then on uh, we we had we flew out that night and we both were like, we're deleting everything. Like, I just don't. Oh, I, I just I don't want anything. I don't want, you know. Well, hey, um, she can't stop the signal. It's going to be out there well, now. It, it sounds like <laughs> she and Zach Beggins have A something in, in com- heaven. Yeah, no, because he, I, I mean, him in his haunted museum, like. Maybe that's where he got the idea. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. I think hers came along around the same time as his. Hers isn't that okay. old. Okay. So hmm. I think she only recently Shit. got the, the you know, I don't know if she rents it or bought next door or whatever, but yeah. So yeah, wow. I know so it's pretty fucked up. Thank you for sharing that with yeah, us. Thank awesome. you so much for That's sharing it. <laughs> we're running just a little bit short on time, yeah. but please do let us know. Uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about Zach Bagans' natal star chart. Oh yes, because you're into astrology, yes. like me. I'm into astrology. Yeah, you know it's a hobby. Um, so I was telling you guys earlier. I, we we missed his birthday on April 5th, and I was like, oh, fuck, of course he's, yeah. of course he's an Aries, real man. Shame. Yeah, so next year we need to celebrate. But I, I got, sure. me, got me thinking, and people have already done his chart, you know, right up online. And so fucking creepy. He has, and I don't want to, like, astrology shame anyone, but he literally has the 
hashtag this is why you're single chart. <laughs> so he's an airy son. So he's just he's I don't know. Impulsive, <sighs> reckless, impulsive. wild. Exactly. Now, and then he has a Scorpio moon. Now, I'm a Scorpio sun. Oh, Scorpio no. moons. You don't like I'm even like, am I like that? Oh, God. You know, he, he, <laughs> he he's just so deep. And it's it's also like it's in the eighth house, which gives it even more Scorpio-ness. And he, uh-huh. and he you know, he's one. <laughs> and it gives him more like, you know, intuition and feeling the spirits. And that's great. But just a lot, a lot more. Moody. He thinks he's psychic. Yes, he thinks he's psychic. Yeah, Mercury. What's his rising sign? I'm so oh, curious. So, so that's the thing is we don't know because we don't know what time he's born. But <gasps> these people uh, think that he is an Aquarius rising because he's he's so unique. And by the way, these are fans of his who've written mm. these right up. You can just look up <laughs> Zach Baggins' astrology chart. And um, but yeah, he's he, they see him as rebellious, original, spontaneous, and a very unusual man. Sometimes odd in dress and manner. He's active, energetic, and free. Um, and this is from astromojo.com. So I'm going to, you know, give a shout out to them. Uh, yeah. So he's possibly an Aquarius rising. So yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. A lot of like red flags in the chart just from the get go. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it explains everything. It explains about him. everything. So ladies be on the lookout. Exactly. And I think Nick left because Nick was also an Aries. And I just uh, mm, got to get fire sign conflict. Yes, yeah. exactly. So yeah, but that's about it. I mean, I, I had a lot to say, a lot of stories to relay, and I, I appreciate you guys. Well, you're a storyteller, and we value Thank that. You. Yeah. Oh, and um, you shared with us an article about a recent um, discovery. Oh, yes. So I follow him on Instagram. Yes. His um, they did a um, they did an episode. It was at... it was Eureka Springs, uh, in Arkansas, I believe. Yes. And they found jars and, of body parts, right? Yeah, body parts Ugh. in jars. Um, apparently from the guy who owned the place a long time ago. Some yeah. some very just fake ass doctor who thought he could cure cancer with his hot springs. Yeah. Or it was a health resort. Right, yeah. And it was so weird because I swear there was an episode of Ghost Adventures that covered Eureka Springs prior, but all I could find was Ghost Hunters. And I used to watch Ghost Hunters, so it probably was... Yeah. Memory leak. I watched yeah, that too, but, yeah. Yeah, but it, apparently the Ghost Adventures went there. So, uh, uh, Katie, what was your favorite part of this episode we just watched? Sorry? Oh, sorry, you were just cutting out. What was your favorite part of this episode we just watched? My favorite part, besides him playing over and over the rock scene, I really liked it when he was getting emotional and saying, thank you, thank you, I love you, I love you, because we never (laughs) see that side of him. Yes. How about you, Cassie? Yeah, I'd have to say the same thing. Uh, For me, it's (laughs) Zach Zach throwing a rock at Aaron's foot really, really (laughs) hard. Yes, yeah, that was it. That was really good. But besides that, it was... Not so interesting. Right. <laughs> While y'all were deliberating, I I pulled Zach Bagans' Twitter account up so we could do some tweet watch. And, and I would just, I'm going to have to share this image with everybody <laughs> in the whole world. Uh, Zach is signal boosting this tweet uh, from from a uh, uh, some uh, some person who's a fan of his uh, who says, Zach Bagans, one of my members on Facebook just posted this. It's her daughter's eighth birthday and this is the cake she wanted. Oh. Uh, it's, I'm going to just drop it in our chat. Katie, what so is you can it? See it. Oh, okay. Gonna, yes. it's, it's, so first of all, it's a really cute little kid who's like clearly very, very proud of herself um, and, and loves this cake she's got oh, for her birthday. And the cake face. is like, it's <laughs> like a face. photo of Zach reaching out. 
And it says, happy eighth birthday, Isla. Yeah, yeah Isla. Oh, she's so That's precious. Cute. Yeah. That's Great what kid. I want for my birthday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Zach quote tweets this with awesome ghost emoji. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I have to bring up one real quick because I know you guys do Twitter, but I do like a true millennial. I do You're on Instagram. His Instagram. Yeah. So uh-huh. he there's a photo of him in front of um, the uh, his museum and he's congratulating the hundred thousand guests. I guess they uh-huh. like surprised oh, her and gave her uh, uh, what is it some kind of paper. And so the uh-huh. one the one comment that that pops up first says sorry but you look like pure evil in this pic and he replies with sometimes I can't hide it with like a smiley devil face. Oh my god. <laughs> god. So, yeah. so how can I ask you a question and I'm sorry this is going to this is this is a little blue what I'm yeah. about to say. How horny is Zach's Instagram? Oh. Well, I mean, it's pretty actually it's pretty narcissistic. I mean, it's mostly pictures of him. I'm surprised he's not a Leo. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that that's a mystery solved. I don't think I'm going to wade into those waters because you know how it is when you follow someone on Instagram, you start getting followed by people who do similar kinds of blogs. Yeah. Weirdly. Yeah. Like it's I don't know how they know this about me. Yeah. But they yeah. always do. Yeah. So I don't want the I don't want the ghost hunter hangers on to come after me. Start <laughs> hitting me up. That would um, be cool. But that's fucking that's about it for this episode. Um, I'd like to say thank you to you, Katie, for joining us. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome, and thank you guys. I was so honored. It we're honored. We'd the, love the, to have you on again. Yes, please. Let's do the let's do the Omen House. The sure. Omen House. Yes. The Sharon Tate Murder House. Yeah. Also, thank you for listening. Thank you, listener. This is like we're I can't believe we're in the seventies in this podcast we're like almost to episode 80 we're gonna be doing we're gonna be doing our hundredth episode of this podcast soon yeah that's awesome and like we wouldn't be able to well we might be able to to keep on going if we didn't have your support but your support helps a whole 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 lot Mm -hmm. with us keeping on going um and if you your support when i say support i mean just being here and listening to us and like being cool fans and like um telling your friends about the show but i also mean going to uh, patreon.com slash insanely haunted if you have the means Mm -hmm. and you feel able to do so or write us a review or writing a review that's another great way we're still relatively young podcast we've Mm -hmm. only been going for like a year and a half so feel free to interact with us we got an email we got our facebook page a facebook Facebook group group. we got Uh, a tumblr Twitter. And of course, if you get on the uh, Patreon, you can join the Insanely Haunted Discord and chat with Katie and our other friends who are in yeah. there, like Stefan, who was in our last episode. My reminder to support and visit your state and national parks. Katie, do you have a favorite national park? I do. Actually, I wanted to thank you all again for during the furlough, you know, giving shout outs mm-hmm. to yeah. support them and support the furloughed people because two of my best girlfriends. They are both park rangers at Maconis uh, Canyonlands National Wildlife oh, wow. Refu- Refuge here. It's just north of Austin. It's very cool. The blue bottoms are still out. So please, you know, come and visit. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really awesome. And yeah. also, I'd like to say thank you to our good friend, Leandra. Thanks, Thanks for, for the, the hand. hand. We did kind of like a soft one that time. <laughs> we did. That's nice. I was going to do it with you guys, but I didn't want to ruin it. I didn't want to butt in. <laughs> well, we could do it together. <laughs> we could do it together. Here, let's do, I'll do a three, two, one, okay. and, we'll, okay. and we'll go. Thanks, Thanks for, for the, the hand. hand. Thanks. Hell yeah. <laughs> But anyway, we're so happy you join us every week, and I hope you'll join us again next week. And saying goodbye for now, this is Max. I'm Cassie. And I'm Katie. And you just heard a, a Class, Class A EVP. EVP. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I've listened to you guys so much.
so much. I, I feel like I got this down. <laughs> no coaching required. Yes. Awesome. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hello, I am Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. And we are the hosts of Journey Under 30. This is a podcast all about us doing what we can to be named in a future Forbes 30 Under 30. On each episode, we take a look at a career of an individual that has been recognized by Forbes. Sometimes we look at careers that we think were overlooked. Or sometimes we talk about the careers that you may not know about, but you should. And in the end, we discuss what we've learned as well as how we can apply to our own career paths as we make our mark in this world. So join us every other Tuesday on whatever podcatching app you choose, and we'll see you on the Forbes. See ya. Bye-bye now.